0: tonight have victory because you know halloween is controversial in a lot of circles because people don't really understand uh, what it represents and what it's all about the mind the mindset and the thoughts that it's just a night for kids to have fun people to dress up and be spooked out and you know they've got so many spooky movies out and it doesn't matter you can just go ahead and play out your your fantasy wearing whatever costume Uh, You want to wear for the evening and and that's the end of it you go home and uh, it's all over But uh, there is a spirit behind uh, Halloween and and specifically all Hallows Eve is what it's called on October 31st that I want to speak to you a little bit about tonight Um, Before I do get into the presentation just as as most uh, everyone has already heard uh, if You don't uh, want to attach a spiritual perspective to a reason why not to uh, go trick-or-treating. Well, there's the, I guess, the practical and the physical one uh, that we can talk about, which is uh, there's a bunch of uh, fentanyl out there that's been disguised as Skittles and candy in different forms, and I don't know about you, but I don't want uh, my granddaughter or uh, kids being uh, exposed to that kind of stuff going from house to house, you never know what they're going to be getting. And so be aware uh, for, of that as you have your family and friends who may continue to want to go trick-or-treating. Uh, be aware about what uh, they bring home because um, it's, 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 it's a dangerous world out there. It's something that we really need to be cognizant of. Halloween is the number two holiday behind Christmas in terms of money and dollars spent. Uh, Americans pour an anticipating $6.9 with a B dollars into costumes, candy, other holiday paraphernalia this year. I don't know about you, but it seems like the skeletons are getting bigger and bigger. Uh, They're almost uh, as tall as this building, actually, when you drive down some streets. And so, I'll tell you, people are spending a lot of money on uh, Halloween. And so, uh, a wise man uh, said very wisely, evil triumphs when good people do nothing. And so, uh, what we want to do is to have the victory over the enemy tonight. You know, uh, there's been an assault against this church the past couple of three years. Uh, There's been an assault against our school, and now there's been an assault against our daycare. And I want to tell you what, the devil isn't succeeding, and so we're going to kick the devil's rear end tonight by exposing his lies, his strategies, and deceptions when it comes uh, to Halloween. So we're not going to let evil triumph. We're going to expose the strategy behind Halloween. And what I want to do is I want to start off and I want to uh, bring a link uh, between what we're seeing taking place uh, in our society right now. This is what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse 11 and 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age Against spiritual hosts uh, of wickedness in uh, the heavenly places, and so from this scripture we see that we are in a spiritual warfare. There are spirits that are operating even now, preparing, uh, have been preparing since September, and now for uh, to up to October 31st uh, for this spiritual warfare. And you and I have should have been preparing. Uh, Uh, in our prayer, in our fasting, and uh, preparing against uh, this evil and uh, these uh, principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. In Ezekiel chapter 4 and verse 23, and this is what we're encouraged to do. This is why I'm glad that we have our impact uh, um, uh, um, kids in here and our Royal Ranger kids in here because we want to teach them. Scripture says, And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the unholy, and cause them to discern between the clean and the unclean. So the simple question tonight as we see our slide presentation, Unmasking Halloween, is it a night that is holy, or is it a night that is unholy? Holy. And I want to help you decide tonight as we get in to this presentation because as you know, you read in newspapers, you you see on TV, listen on the radio, we see the spirit behind uh, the rampant uh, crime that it seems to be growing in every major city and communities. Uh, uh, People hitting people with hammers, pitchforks, uh, knives. Uh, not only guns, but all kinds of weaponry uh, attacking each other. And I want to tell you, there's a spirit behind these folks. There's a spirit that is operating right now, and it becomes intensified during uh, this season. So I'm going to look with you, number one, at the relationship between the occult, drugs, and uh, gangs. Because, as I said, uh, we see such an outpouring and a growth uh, of uh, the the drug infestation and uh, the uh, gangs that are are seemingly running these cities. I want to look with you as we make this uh, link together, coming down to Halloween, at the calendar of witchcraft and Satanism. Because this is the spirit that is working behind the drug addiction that we see so, so prevalent today and uh, the gang violence uh, and, uh, that's taken place. Here's the calendar of witchcraft and Satanism that's been modified and uh, uh, you can go ahead and, and there it is right there. The, and what this is, it's been um, they're called Sabbath and these are just like we come to church on Sunday. Uh, these are their sabbath days that they worship the satan Um, and they're called annual festivals and they're linked with the old religion of wicca which is witchcraft and uh, uh, worship of satan and you see the dates there and all the different dates uh, that correspond to their times of festivals that they worship and you come down to october 31st uh, which we call Halloween or All Hallows' Eve. And that's the night when Baphomet, or Satan, the devil, comes to meet with uh, the warlocks, the witches, and begins to instruct them and uh, to give them uh, guidance as to uh, how they're going to uh, act upon uh, people, upon communities. And I'm going to get into that a little later on in this uh, presentation. And so uh, as we take a look at this calendar, we look at it and, and, and say, well, so what's the problem of, of, of that, uh, of these uh, events taking place during solstice, during summer, the beginning of summer, the beginning of winter? And uh, it looks harmless, but what it's done is it's caught the attention of the criminal justice and task force that's related to the occult and ritualistic crimes. If you can go to the next slide, slide number five. Uh, this, there's a, a, a study that has been put together, and there is a, uh, a pamphlet that has been put together by law enforcement um, agencies to study uh, occult-related ritualistic crimes. And this is what they've said. They said, we've seen over the past several years an increasing danger developing in the area of occult activities. Many major law enforcement agencies have even established occult-related ritualistic crime departments. Drug cults, the disappearances of children, and the occult have in numerous occasions, numerous occasions been investigatively associated Therefore, many of us in law enforcement have sensed the need for credible, reliable, understandable, layman-level information on this subject. And they go on to say, the unholy alliance of illegal drugs and the occult is very real. So we can link together the uh, increase of, of drug uh, outpouring in this country and all over the world, but I'm talking about America and the the rise of occultism uh, and uh, gang violence. And so, the point is for you and I as Christians, and even if you're not a you, you don't believe in Jesus Christ today, and you've never given your life over to Jesus, these are the practical issues of the day. And there is nothing spiritual concerning uh, this uh, criminal task force that uh, has been made up, except for when it comes to the occult and their rituals. So this is real stuff. But for Christians, we need to be aware of the direct link between these two, between drugs and the occult. In the book of Galatians, chapter number 5, and in verse 20... It speaks about the works of the flesh. And listen to what the works of the flesh include. Idolatry, witchcraft, sorcery, hostilities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish rivalries, dissensions, and factions. I want to look at the word witchcraft that Galatians chapter 5 speaks about. In the King James, or uh, it speaks about sorcery. It comes from the Greek word pharmakia, which translates to the word that we use, which is drugs. And so, the calendar that I showed you, which was a calendar of Satanism and uh, the Wiccans, they uh, are associated uh, with drugs. With the potions and the spells uh, of the demonic world uh, to influence people and in their spiritual realm to want to change uh, society. We need to understand, and I'm gonna link all this together with Halloween because right now we're linked together witchcraft, uh, uh, drug addiction, and drugs uh, and gang violence. Take a look at this next slide. This is uh, something that took place in Washington, D.C. This is the headline that you're reading. A Satan-loving street gang beheaded a man in broad daylight before ripping out his heart and tossing the corpse in a shallow grave. It goes on to say, officials in Washington, D.C. believe up to 10 members of the notorious MS-13 gang communicated on walkie-talkies as they lured the unnamed man into a city park before stabbing him more than a hundred times. The victim was decapitated, dismembered. His heart had been excised from his chest and thrown into the grave. The gang's devil horns hand sign is known as La la Garra, a Spanish reference to Satan's claws. And some MS-13 members have told investigators that they committed their crimes at the command of la bestia, or the beast. This is the influence that we're seeing today that's involved in the gangs and the murders and the attacks that we see taking place throughout our cities in America. Listen, Look at this next slide. Here the headline says two MS-13 gang members Kidnap three teenage girls, murder one of them in a, sat- a satanic ritual in Houston. And here's a, here's a quote you read there from one of the gang members. The beast wanted a soul, an MS-13 member nicknamed Diabolical, said after killing a 15-year-old girl who disrespected his satanic shrine prosecutors told the Houston courtroom earlier this year. So we see the link between Satanism, the occult, uh, drugs uh, and gang violence. It's it's unrefutable. And people look at that and they try to look at how what the solution is and what can we do to, to, to help these people involved in gangs. And I want to tell you what the solution is Tonight, the solution is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that's going to break the spirit that's behind the occult, the demonic strategies uh, that cause these individuals to perform these hideous and satanic crimes. I want to look next at the relationship between Satanism, the occult, and Wicca or witchcraft. And as you can see in this slide, today's witches and warlocks don't look usually like the cartoons that we're used to seeing them dressed up with the pointy hats and brooms, but in spite of that, they are still involved in demonic activities. They, uh, as the Word of God says, come as an angel of light, looking innocent and for the most part looking just like an everyday person, aside from their practices. Here's another slide I want you to take a look at, that uh, the governor's office here in Sacramento uh, got a um, study, and uh, it's the governor's office of criminal justice, and uh, it's a primer and study for law enforcement to give them understanding of the terminologies and practices of the occult, of witchcraft, and the method that they use in their crimes that they commit, their murders, and even in their rituals of worship. So there's a whole a book and study that's been put out for law enforcement To study. And here's a little bit of what it says concerning uh, definition in the next slide of occult activity. Chapter 1 defines occult activity. Here's what it says, the historical roots and contemporary dimensions explains the historical origins and contemporary belief systems of four Broad types of occult groups which are currently active in the United States. Neo-pagans, Wiccans or witches, cultural spiritualists, and uh, Satanists. And so these are the four major groups uh, that law enforcement uh, have been focused on and are taught about. And so here are some of the following practices that they use. They involve the invocation of supernatural powers to control natural forces. Ritualistic activity involves repeated physical, sexual, psychological, and or spiritual acts. So, you know, we hear a lot about uh, nature and worshiping nature and Mother Earth, etc., and so on. And so we need to realize that these just aren't just innocent uh, types of of religions that that have sprung up, but they are based on the occult, uh, and they are based uh, on Wicca, and uh, they're based on uh, worshiping uh, on everything aside from the one and true God, uh, Jesus Christ and Jehovah. And so what we need to understand when we hear about these different types of religions, they may sound innocent and and what's the harm, but their focus uh, is uh, linked uh, to uh, uh, these cultural spiritualists. I want you to watch this next video of a young man and this is the only video I use. You know, I've been doing this presentation since uh, we had overhead projectors. And overhead projectors, we were using plastic uh, uh, paper to write on and, and uh, see through and project that on the screen. That's how long we've been doing, uh, I've been doing this uh, presentation. We took a little bit of a break because of uh, the, the COVID issue and Uh, some other things before that but you know we're back on track and here we go you can kind of watch this young man talking about uh, his experience and what happened to him as a a young boy. Go ahead and get that going. When do
1: Halloween rituals actually begin and what is the ultimate purpose of Halloween?
2: Well the ritual that I remember the most clearly um, began about the end of September. Me and the little girl, the one I mentioned named Becky, the the abuse was very concentrated at that time. Uh, We were taken into several rooms where our clothing was removed. We spent the next couple of weeks in a kind of a shack where a lot of rituals went on, where a lot of animals were were killed. Um, They summoned Lucifer and his spirit to come and uh, possess me and so that I would be blessed to take over the position of the high priest at a certain point in time um, now Halloween night um, they had again put me in the little girl in the in the back of this van, and we again drove off which seemed like for a long time we were drugged once again and we finally came to this stop they took the little girl out and they left me in the van um, i could hear a lot of commotion that was going on outside uh, people that were were screaming and and yelling and, and uh... this low murmuring and moaning noise that was going on like some kind of a low chanting noise that was going on so i knew in my mind there was some type of a ritual going on because i'd heard that many times before you know it was real common to see people fall on the ground and. And, convulse and and go into convulsions during rituals and stuff with the demonic presence that were around. And uh, finally, a woman came to the back of the van and she said, it's time to go. And she brought me out of the van, and I could see that there was just a lot of people around. Uh, some were dressed in uh, dark brownish kind of robes with hoods over them. They took me up and they led me up to this stone altar and uh, I remember I saw the little girl and she was on the altar now at first you know I I just wondered what was going on because you never knew I mean they used the altar for a lot of different things they could have just been sacrificing an animal over could have been a sexual abuse from the high priest on to her you know it was a hard thing to to know for sure well they finally they ushered me up to the altar and I could see that they had bound her feet they had they had her feet spread apart her legs and they had bound them to the ends of the altar and they had taken her arms which were laying out this way and roped them to the altar which had little kinda like hooks which they could bind the ropes around and she was really white just I, I remember seeing her and she was just real pale and real white and I noticed that they had slit the bottoms of her feet and her wrists and they were taking the blood that was running out of those areas and putting them into chalices and passing those cups around to different people who were partaking of her blood. Then the, the high priest he took the athami or the ritual knife and he picked it up and he put my hand on it and then he forced it
0: into her. When do halloween rituals? When you stop and, and, and listen to what this young man was speaking about uh, concerning the ritualistic um, activities that he was involved in, they forced him to be involved in as a young boy, uh, we we know that the correlation and the link between Satanism, the occult, and witchcraft or Wicca, uh, as some want to call it, is is uh, true and cannot be denied. We understand it's so important the the uh, linking together of the occultism with witchcraft because a witchcraft. Are the same by nature. Uh, the root meaning of the word witch comes from the word wicca, which was pronounced witcha. Uh, and uh, they're white, what they call themselves white witches, and uh, their ceremonies, just like what you were listening to here, are done to align themselves uh, with spirits and uh, with nature. Wiccans have modernized themselves they don't want to be called Satanists. Uh, you can, you know, as I was preparing uh, for this presentation, there was a lot of uh, referencing that I was looking at and uh, going through a, a lot of different websites. And you could see that they're trying to uh, downplay the, the, what's the, the normal witch look or the, the warlock look in their dress. Although there are some who are out there For the most part, they want to appear uh, as just normal, everyday individuals. But we need to realize that there is a spirit, demonic spirit of of demonism and of of, uh, perversion behind everything that they do, and uh, they want to attack not only uh, society as a whole, but Their goal is to go after our young people and to go after young adults. I have another video I'd like to have you watch about a young girl uh, that was uh, involved in witchcraft. If uh, you can go ahead and get that one going.
3: Jenny Weaver, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. My first question, you know, before we dig into this, the meat of this interview, you were, very heavily involved in witchcraft at one point in your life. Just really quickly, for people who don't know your testimony, who don't know your story, how did you get involved in witchcraft?
1: Yeah, around the age of 13, I was uh, starting to get depressed. I was being bullied at school. And even though I was in a Christian home, um, my parents did the best that they could, but they were heavily on the side of just abuse. And so when you were in trouble, you you were beat. And so I believe the enemy used that to come against my self-worth, who I thought I was. And I was so depressed, I just thought if I would die, life would be better for everybody else. And so during that time, I was connected with some girls and I remember going to a sleepover and they watched a movie called The Craft. And this movie came out uh, around 1996 and it was about four witches who were in high school And these witches were bullied and picked on, and their lives were kind of messed up, and they used witchcraft to control situations around them and to get what they wanted. I watched the movie, and I thought, I want that. Well, of course, in the movie, they went too far anyway, and the witchcraft had turned against them, and the girls were desperate to get out of it. But during Mm -hmm. that point, I didn't even see that ending. I just thought, oh, I won't go that far. I'm just going to be innocent in it. And I began to study the religion of Wiccan and study um, different spells and incantations and new age practices and occult practices that I was doing in a Christian home that nobody knew I was doing. And so what started off as something innocent where I'm just connecting with energy and the universe and vibes and all these innocent things that we see took me down a path of just dark, desperation. Um, I I felt at one point that I was living in like a haunted house because I was hearing scratches on the wall right next to me. I would feel brushed by me and be terrified that somebody is here in the room with me, someone watching me. I've always felt like I was being watched. When I would wash my face for the day, it was one of the most terrifying things that I did. When I took a shower and I had to close my eyes, I was so terrified. If I had to get up in the middle of the night to get a glass of water, I would run because I thought something's going to grab my feet. I was an adult at this point. And it took me far into drugs, Um, I ended up being homeless and on drugs, in and out of jails and all kinds of things. For nine years of my life, I was really in a dark place.
3: And one day God did set you free, Jenny. And we're so... So grateful that you've renounced that and you are a minister of the gospel, an awesome worship leader. I love your testimony, and Seven Hundred Club is, has covered your story quite yes. a bit, and so we're so grateful for that. But you know, Jenny, it's so troubling to see that witchcraft and the occult uh, is really on the rise. I mean, we're seeing it in stores. We're seeing clothing promoting, "Hey, I'm a good witch," or "I'm a bad." which, you know, uh, we're seeing uh, even witches having workshops and retreats and all these things. Why do you think this has become so much more mainstream, so much more acceptable?
1: I think media has done a, a good job of pushing something to the point where it is now normalized. When back in the day, something like that for you and I, it would be shocking to see. And now because we have shows as early as, you know, daycare age, promoting witchcraft and sorcery and it's okay boys and girls, say these spell words with us. And it's so ABC preschool witchcraft that it gets into the hearts and the minds of people, including the people in church and people who are are not really connected with the Lord and don't understand. They're easily deceived, and the Bible talks about even the very elect will be deceived. And so people are going to a whole nother source. That's what they're they're wanting. They want a healing crystal because mm. they don't understand that Jesus is the healer, and there's no other source that you can go to except through Jesus. And so I, I'm seeing a rise of this. I'm seeing it become very trending on TikTok and things like that. And there's a whole generation of people who I feel like are being rocked to sleep by the enemy. And it's just really time for the church, like what you're doing, doing this interview, to sound the alarm. And say, no, we need to wake up and we need to say, this is not right. And it's not for my home. It's not for my kids.
3: And, you know, I believe that a lot of young girls are being targeted because there's this one, apparently she's an influencer on Instagram. Her name is, I think, Brie Luna or something like that. And she yeah. partnered with Smashbox, the cosmetics yes. company, and they created a whole cosmetic line using, I think, inspired by crystals. Right.
1: Yeah. They're really... pushing the envelope. You can they stop it there, guys. They want to everything push the envelope. What's trendy? What's really shocking? What's going to get the attention of
0: people? You, you know, can they go ahead and stop that the, movie, the, the, the video now. In
1: 2020. Thank
0: you. You you see. Um, where, where I'm going with this, and you see the influence, and I, I, as I was watching or listening to her testimony, uh, I, I wasn't taken aback, but I was a little um, perplexed because she grew up in a Christian home, and apparently uh, her parents were unaware of what was going on in her life. As parents, we need to make sure that we're on top of our kids when they're on their computers, what they're watching on the iPads, on the phones, what's taking place, because it doesn't take much, as it did with this young girl, or this, this uh, woman here, to uh, get wrapped up, uh, as innocent as uh, she thought it was going to be, and eventually destroy her life. And when I, I heard her talk about TikTok, or, or I, I saw an article, uh, you can go to the next slide, Uh, that's entitled, What's the Deal with Witch Talk? And so, uh, now 19, Kylie Mann, shares what she's learned with her 883,000 TikTok followers from divination forms like tea leaves to working with tarot cards, runes, and bone throwing. TikTok users, a part of Witch Talk, a niche section of the video sharing app that revolves around magic and witchcraft. which talk uh, alone has amassed more than 19.8 billion views. But as you look into the rituals, the level of satanic similarities leaves no doubt that their practices have one goal in mind, to influence young people, oppose Christ and expand satanism and uh, witchcraft. You see, parents, uh, it doesn't start when, when kids get old and they, they grow up and leave the house. It starts while they're in their home, and we have to be careful with uh, all these social media apps that we allow our kids to be on, because it doesn't take much for them to start getting influenced uh, by, by uh, the enemy of our soul. Um, it's, it's, it's sad that we see how the enemy is wanting to um, slowly interject himself uh, through social media as well as into our public school systems. That's why I thank God we have a private school here at New Harvest, New Harvest Christian <laughs> School. Because the devil definitely in his teaching and programs are not, uh, in our school, and will never be in our school. And take a look at this next slide, that here's the goal of the Wiccans, uh, after-school Satan. And so you've probably read about how uh, Satan clubs now uh, want to get, because uh, there are Bible clubs in schools, elementary schools, as well as high schools. Now the goal is to get after-school Satan clubs uh, in these schools, and a lot of the schools are allowing it. There are some that are not, but there are a lot who are saying, what's the harm? We let Bible clubs in. We need to let Satan clubs come in now. So we see the definite link through drugs, through gangs, through occultism, through witchcraft, and uh, now we're going to see the link between all these and Halloween because Halloween, I believe is is the more acceptable form of uh, of satan 's strategy. You know we all know that you know, the gangs and all the different violence they they uh, bring about is wrong, and nobody wants that. The drugs, the drug addiction, we know uh, yes, it's wrong. And, and nobody wants that. But, you know, here's the other, the other face of all these, which witchcraft uh, is part of, and it's Halloween. So let's take a look at uh, the origination of Halloween. Where did it come from? Now that we've connected the names and practices that even uh, our law enforcement agencies are uh, wanting to, know more about, the ancient Druids who were priests of the Celtic religion in Europe celebrated this day in dedication to their gods so that they could connect with the spirits of these gods. It was called the Festival of Shaween, the Lord of Darkness or the Lord of Death. This festival was similar to the Eastern Indian religions uh, and the worship to the gods known as the Lord of the Animals and the God of the Sun. And uh, animal, animal sacrifices, uh, and yes, even human sacrifices, but more so animal sacrifices, were uh, constantly involved uh, in uh, the uh, Celtic religions in Europe and the uh, Shaween Lord of the Darkness. Uh, Both uh, these religions were similar to Hinduism which believe in reincarnation and that people can be reborn as animals. So they worshipped nature as gods in its own right. So Halloween came early in Europe and found its way uh, here in the 1950s. Let's look at Trick-or-treat, because we all know big thing about Halloween is trick-or-treat and uh, the costumes that are involved. Druid worshippers, the early worshipers believed that they could appease the Lord of death by offering prayers, sacrifices, food, and gifts on All Hallows' Eve, or this Shaween, uh, Lord of the Death, night. Not only were there prayers of food offerings, but there were also, as we heard this young man's testimony, human sacrifices. So the idea behind a Trick or Treat, that the Druid worshippers uh, would appease the Lord of death by offering these things, that if the sacrifice was acceptable to the Lord of death, then the Lord of death would not bring harm to them. He would treat them or he would not curse them with evil spirits uh, during that year. And so the opposite was also true if he was not pleased by their sacrifice or by what they brought to the Lord of death then curses would be upon them and their families. The dressing up in the costumes we see today and you know the Halloween stores are a big business. Every time you see a retail store go out of business that is of any size, you can be sure that eventually it's going to be turned in to a Halloween store simply because this, this time of the year has been made to, to be something that is harmless, that is just fun, and uh, everybody should be a part of it. The dressing up in the costume in the festival of Shaween, the Druid worshippers, they would build a huge bonfire on November 1st, being their Druid New Year, and they would burn people and animals uh, alive uh, at this bonfire or bonefire. People would dress up in costumes, and the costumes would be made up of animal heads, or animal skins. And then they would be used to allow the people who would wear these animal heads or animal skins to change their personalities spiritually so that they could absorb the power of the animal that they were wearing to allow them to e- more easily communicate to the spirit world. Think about that. That's the meaning. Behind, when children wear the masks and the costumes. They are assuming the personality of that character or person or animal that they are dressing up as. They may not realize it. They may be doing it in fun and it's only a costume and it's only for one night. But the spirit behind it, the intention and the motive, behind it was so that the people can take up uh, the personality and the power of uh, the animal or the uh, personality that they were dressing up as. Then they would dance and they would sing uh, around this bonfire as uh, the victims and the animals were being sacrificed and killed uh, to appease. uh, the evil spirits that they were afraid of. This is what Halloween really is all about. That's what the spirit of Halloween is all about. It's based upon the occult. It has to do with Wicca and the witchcraft, the Lord of Death and Halloween. Wiccans celebrate today openly this pagan holiday that honors their ancestors and the spirits that they worship. The word Halloween comes from two words, hallow, meaning holy, and the word ween coming from the Lord of Death given to the Celtic or the Celtic god, Shaween meaning grim. We can identify with it, grim reaper. Halloween. It's going to be the day when millions of children and adults will be dressing up devils, witches, goblins, whatever their favorite character might be, yelling trick or treat without really understanding the origin or the purpose of what they're doing. It's a festival for demonic spirits to operate and to call on the Lord of Death as we heard this young man's testimony. Satanists and Wiccans believe Halloween is the night that the veil between the spirit world and the present world is lifted and the souls of the dead are called and summoned back by praying to the Lord of Death. It is Satan's holy day. And this is the day that millions will be celebrating in a few days. The Lord of Death, who according to the belief of the Wiccans and Satanists, had power over the souls of the dead. He would gather the souls of the evil dead during their celebration, who were condemned, to enter the bodies of the animals. And he decided what type of animals they would be. This is what Halloween represents. Today, aside from Halloween during this time of the year, there are also festivals that are similar, which are directly influenced by the Druids' uh, celebration and witchcraft and their faith. And uh, it's a time when they come to the dead and they want to mingle with the living. You can go to the next slide. We know it as Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead. It's a celebration that is linked to spiritism, witchcraft, druid worship, Satanism. And it's a holiday that is celebrated not only in this country, as we know, but in other countries, uh, and it's come to the place uh, where it has grown. Listen to this statistic. The numbers of Americans who identify with Wicca or paganism has risen from 134,000 in 2001 to over 2 million today, according to uh, Helen Berger a resident scholar at Brandeis University's Women's Study Research Center. She goes on to say, The witch community in America has been growing steadily since the 1960s, and she said, Much of the recent growth is coming from young women. And we can understand that as we heard this uh, this woman's testimony uh, as she was uh, depressed and uh, looking at uh, a way out of that depression. We kind of see how uh, young women have uh, been sucked in and lured in to uh, witchcraft. So as I wind this down tonight, the question we need to ask ourselves is, okay, we've looked at the statistics, we've seen the slides, we've we, we've seen the, uh, gotten the information uh, that is current, and uh, what do we do with it? How do we rationalize uh, Halloween, celebrating it, or even Dia de los Muertos, witchcraft, wick, wick, uh, uh, Wiccan uh, worship? How do we uh, say it's okay? Where do we get information to oppose it? Well... Why don't we look at what God has to say about it? Let's turn to the Word of God and see what God's view of of what I've been teaching tonight is all about. In Deuteronomy chapter 18 and in verse 9, here's what it says. He's talking to the people of Israel. He's talking to the people of God, you and I. When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire or one who practices witchcraft or a soothsayer or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells or a medium or spirituists, spiritists, or one who calls upon the dead. That goes with palm readers. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abomination, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. So as you see, witchcraft, occultism that has found its way into the practice of many religions, into our society, and yes, even, sad to say, that have the approval of many religions and religious churches, have influenced so many people that believe there is nothing wrong with what they're doing when they celebrate Halloween, aside from what God says about these kinds of practices. Since Halloween originated with paganism, we can't deny today that its customs are directly related to pagan beliefs that take on the form of witchcraft, which involves uh, satanic rituals and uh, all that's involved with them. So the next slide we need to ask hallowed or harmful? you decide Halloween is a day of fear of death and darkness. God is a God that is true and Christianity stands for the exact opposite of death and fear and darkness but stands for light for power, and for life. This is what we need to stand for as men and women of God tonight. In John chapter 1, and in verse 4 and 5, Scripture says, In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And tonight, what we need to understand uh, is what God's Word says, First uh, Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 20. But I say that the things which a Gentile sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils, You cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Do not provoke the Lord to jealousy. Are we stronger than he? And I say yes, we are stronger than the devil. So tonight, why don't we begin to worship God. Let's begin to give God praise tonight. Hallelujah, come on. Give God glory. Give him honor. Give him praise tonight. We have exposed the strategies of the enemy. We have taken dominion over the power of hell tonight. And in the name of Jesus, uh, we stand in God's word, in God's light, uh, and we believe uh, that with God... uh, We are in his presence uh, and fear has been cast out. uh, Darkness uh, has been lit uh, by the light of God's word. uh, And we have the victory tonight in the name of Jesus. Uh, Glory, glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As our heads are bowed tonight and our eyes are closed. just for a few moments tonight. Tonight, we need to understand that this is no light thing. We are not on a bandwagon, but we are on a journey as the people of God. This church, New Harvest, Norwalk, and in our fellowship, that we have taken the stand for years and years and years uh, that we do not uh, celebrate Halloween. There are many who do not like that stand. There are many who come to church who do not like that stand. That is between you and God. We love you. We care about you. We care about your children. We care about who you are as a man and woman of God, but we are bound by God's Word to speak to you the truth of what God's Word has to say about uh, this night uh, that he calls evil and uh, that we have, uh, uh, without any shadow of a doubt, proven its birth and uh, inception is created and founded. In ungodly worship and uh, heathenistic and uh, ritualistic practices and that's why we do not condone or practice or encourage people to participate with their children in Halloween Tonight, you decide, it's your choice. For the most part, you're adults, you can understand, you can grasp what's been said. Do your own research, do your own studies. I did mine, I've been doing mine for a whole lot of years and I've yet to be convinced otherwise that it's okay to do the opposite of what we're doing. Because I stand upon the word of God. And so tonight, maybe as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed.